Hello and welcome to Crypto for Planners with Stephen Adam. We are coming to you live, I guess, from our dens and our offices. But Adam, you are joining us fresh off a trip from Consensus, where you traveled all the way halfway across the state, or at least two hours, to Austin, Texas. How was it? Uh, Steve, yeah, I made the uh, very, very long two and a half hour drive from my home in Houston to, to Austin, Texas for consensus second straight year. It's been in Austin this year. Fortunately, it was not in June. Last year, it was about 105 degrees in the middle of consensus. So a bunch of crypto people were melting, I think, or, or bursting into flames or whatever interesting things happened uh, this year. Fortunately, it was in April. The weather was beautiful for the most part, uh, but it was actually a really great conference and, and it was a little bit surprising to see how many people were there. One, I, they, they told me there were 15,000 people registered, which is pretty big during you know, the bear market with the regulatory uncertainty and all that. You, you wouldn't really expect it. You didn't have you know, the, the big NFT push this year. You didn't have as much of the big DeFi stuff going on. But mm -hmm. 15,000 registrants is a big deal. And it looked like there was you know, every bit of that, that number of people. It was, downtown Austin was just full of people, of course, with their lanyards and badges on. Uh, talking about how they they were with consensus, uh, so I thought it was a really great great conference. Very well done by CoinDesk. Obviously, many of the of the uh, discussions were related to compliance and regulation. That was obviously the big talk. But there were some you know just other really good panels, some other really good discussions, some great speakers. Um, so like I had a, a really good time. Of course, it was it was very much a, a business meeting for me. So it was, you know, business meetings with various people I needed to talk to. Uh, there were some good you know, events, happy hours and dinners and such. But those were all business, too, as opposed to where we were in 2021 and 2022, where it was all partying and clubs and and a whole bunch of swag being given out at, at the exhibit hall. It was not that it was very business oriented. Hmm. Well, that's a that's definitely a step in the right direction for this industry. And I I wanted to ask you. So you're you're a certified financial planner, but but you're also a crypto guy. And so going to this conference makes sense for the advisor that's that's maybe not a crypto person yet. Um, would would this conference have value for the typical financial advisor? Uh, I think there are definitely parts of it that would have value. This one was, as I said, it was there was a lot of talk about regulation. It was very much. It was a lot less than I've seen in the past, a lot less of the cheerleading for crypto and a lot more of use cases and a lot more of why it makes sense and what the, the macro investment theses are. It was a lot more of that. And it was a lot less of talking down to people. Why aren't you invested? You know, it's silly. Of course, we, we made the right choice. And quite honestly, Steve, there are a lot more people that come from kind of the TradFi world that were speaking at the conference and, and just around. So I, I think there's... Uh, there would be quite a bit for maybe the financial advisor, the CFP that isn't quite there yet and is looking to to learn a bit and is looking to meet some of the people. I think there was quite a bit there. And of course, uh, Friday morning, we had a breakfast. Coindesk put on a breakfast that was sponsored by Kraken specifically for financial advisors. So if you're a financial advisor and, and either already into crypto or kind of on the fence, that was the the event to come to. Hmm. That, that's great. And so how many financial advisor specific events were there? Was it just the breakfast or were there a few other ones going on? Um, there, there were actually a few other financial advisor specific breakfasts. Actually, we, we found out late that at the same time as our breakfast, uh, our, our friends at Bitwise and Coinbase were putting on another one specifically for financial advisors. So uh, there were quite a few financial advisor or financial professional focused events. 
as a matter of fact, when I, when, if you broaden it out into financial professionals, if you broaden it out into, uh, into accountants, you know, CPAs and, and such, the day before consensus started, um, Bitwave actually put on an event specifically for accounts, specifically for those really, you know, kind of in the accounting world. And it was an all day event. And I didn't get to attend that uh, because I couldn't make it there in time. But uh, apparently it was a fantastic event that Bitwave and, and some others put on. I believe KPMG might have been a part of that as well. So th there was a lot of talk and there was quite a bit of interest from not necessarily the financial advisory community also, but the you know, financial professionals, the accountants and the attorneys in the room were very well represented at consensus this year. That's great. That's good to know. And um, yeah, and I think is that's maybe something we can help advisors with along the way. And, and by we, I mean, you, of course, you know, some of these conferences that we think might have value. I'm not I'm not on the conference circuit. I'm not sure what I have to add, but you've, you've been to a lot of them and you've hit a lot of them. And um, you know, it'd be interesting to know which ones might be of value to advisors and which ones really are going to be the, you know, the self-congratulatory yeah. crypto is going to change the world. Not a lot of business getting done type conferences. Yeah. And Steve, you know, we're working with some of these, either the, the kind of TradFi conferences or the crypto conferences to try to make sure there is something for the financial advisor and the financial professional there uh, it, so that you as a financial advisor, if you're you know, either on the fence or barely into crypto or something, you can go and not feel like you're going to get it shoved down your throat or not feel like you're going to get talked down to. We're trying to make it more educational there. Uh, again, at Consensus, one of the evenings, our, our friends uh, Mark and Matt over at Arbor Digital threw a dinner that was extremely well attended that was, you know, mm -hmm. co-sponsored by Digital Asset Research and Chainlink. And I, I I apologize, guys. I forget who the other sponsor was there, but it was we, we threw that event last year. Planar Dow was part of it. This year, it was probably twice the size. Very well attended. Uh, I went to an event with Anchorage, uh, sponsored by Anchorage, who is a you know a custodian and, and actually chartered bank, and that was very well attended. And there were several financial professionals in the room as well. So there were other events. And again, we're trying our best to make sure that a, as a financial professional. You can feel comfortable going to these events and knowing that you're that you're going to learn something. And we want to be, you know, if I can be there, if you can be there, Steve, if someone else from the you know the Planner Dow team can be there to kind of help mm -hmm. the advisors know who who they need to meet and what kind of conversations they need to have. Yeah, um, specific actually, Steve, to the you know the, the Anchorage event I went to. Come to find out, they are you know really working now to try to build out platforms for RIAs. So that RIAs can bring on their their clients and manage their assets, manage their crypto assets, uh, and of course, again, Anchorage is a chartered bank, with, you know, a federally chartered bank. In addition to being a crypto custodian, so that's a big help when you're thinking about who your custodian will be. I also talked extensively to uh, Kraken, the COO of Kraken, uh, about their attempts to bring on more RIAs. So mm -hmm. the the custodians I talked to there, the those in the crypto world that I talk to at Consensus are making that push and realize that financial advisors, RIAs, are going to be a huge key in mm -hmm. bringing more adoption and bringing more clients, more investors into crypto. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, and, and hopefully now with the presence of Planner Dow and at some of these conferences and the expertise we have, we can work with these custodians to, to build the products alongside them because you hear a lot of, we want to uh, work with more advisors and they don't really know what that means. So um, hopefully we can we can get there early and and give them give them guidance. 
Um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, help help them build it correctly and help and then help get the word out, right? We want to help get more RIAs in there in, in a way that's safe, in a way that they understand with custody, in a way that they know they've done their due diligence, those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, let's, let's maybe just stick on, on this topic for a little bit because, you know, Adam, we've talked since we started this about, um, you know, really using the DAO to help people, you know, help uh, some of these companies build their products and build to what we need um, rather than, because what we, what we see typically in the industry and we're seeing again in crypto is, hey, here's this awesome fintech solution. Isn't this neat? And we're like, yeah, that's neat, but it doesn't work with our operations. It may not be compliant. I certainly wouldn't let my, the advisors in my firm run free with it, you know, et cetera. And so, um, I, you know, I know one of our goals is to is to take another crack at this with crypto and really be involved in developing these solutions from the beginning. Yeah, I think that's really helpful in what you and I have seen, Steve, and others that we know in this world that have been trying to bridge this gap is those that are building the technology think that just because it's crypto and just because it, you know Bitcoin has gone up 900,000% since inception, they can just throw out numbers like that and advisors are magically going to bring their clients to it no matter what regulation there is, no matter what compliance there is, no matter what the workflows look like. I will go above and beyond to, get to take my client money out of Schwab or Fidelity or where, wherever it is, you know, wherever it is right now and move it directly into your custodial platform with, with your solution just because my clients are clamoring for crypto so much. And there's less of a realization that there, there are workflows. Ad advisors, especially in the US, have 9,000 other arrows in their quiver that they can throw at clients. And if crypto is going to be a problem from a compliance and regulatory perspective and a workflow perspective, they're just not gonna do it. They're, mm -hmm. they're, not gonna, they're not gonna put themselves at risk like that. And we wanna help them, we wanna help these, these platforms build it the right way. Yep, that's exactly right. And so I, I know a lot of these companies along the way, um, I, I've helped them with their product. You have, uh, you mentioned the awesome team at Arbor Digital. I know they've helped uh, some different different fintech companies build their products as well. And um, I, I think we've made some, um, you know, maybe not all of our recommendations were listened to, but I think we at least made an impact getting it in the right direction. What, what, what I think is difficult for them is the concept of an intermediary, is the concept of an advisor um, between between the tech and, and the client that we service, they in my conversations they don't seem to fully grasp that. And so I know an example we talk about is, um, you know, so for example with what I'm building at, at DeFi Steward, where the advisor can you know can help the the client place a trade, and it's like, well, why wouldn't the client just go do that? Why wouldn't they just place the trade themselves and buy and buy, buy Ether? And my response is always, well, they don't do it right now with Apple stock or the S&P 500, we do that for them. That's one of the things they pay us for. So why would they suddenly start doing it with crypto? And they don't seem to grasp that. And again, I'm not, I, I don't mean to just paint every builder with this brush, but I think that's the theme of what we get is they just don't quite understand the nature of an advisory relationship. Exactly. And, and honestly, Steve, I mean, you mentioned us and, and Arbor, and I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention our friend Tyrone Ross, who, who has been hammering a lot of those companies with it, like you have to fit it in workflows. You have to make it easy for advisors and not necessarily easy because they don't want to learn, but easy because it has to fit with everything else we do. Yeah. But, you know, to, you know, to stick with your, your question, Steve, you're right. Like the, the fact that what advisors do is not just put clients into certain investments, but it's also where does it fit your portfolio? Where does it fit your risk profile? Um, yeah. What is What kind of risk are we taking? Because with crypto, of course, there's there's not only the risk that it loses value, 
the, you know, the volatility risk, but there's also now custodial risk. There's regulatory risk. Mm -hmm. So just because there's a hot asset class that, that has increased in value doesn't mean we immediately put it in portfolios. There has to be a way it fits. Then we haven't even discussed reporting, right? Because we have to, we have to show clients what their assets, where their assets are pretty much at all times, at least on a quarterly basis. How are we going to get the, the reporting out there? How are we going to bill for it? All of that has to fit into what advisors do yeah. and, and are charged with. Yeah. Let me ask you another question. So um, uh, it just occurred to me at the, both the top of this podcast and maybe, let's say maybe even the last three or four months we've been talking, uh, it's been phrased as, hey, I've been talking to so-and-so and they want to work with RIAs. And it didn't really occur to me that you've been saying that for the last several years before that it's they want to work with advisors. Hey, they want to get to the financial advisor market in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying RIAs, which I think is a great uh, is progress, right? Because one thing they fully didn't understand was, uh, you know, 95, 99 percent. I don't know what the number is of advisors don't decide what they can use. It's got to be right. approved at the firm level. Getting a really excited advisor who's at a big broker dealer doesn't move the needle for anybody. Um, and so I was curious, are they starting to kind of understand a little bit about how this business works? They're definitely starting to understand things like that. You know, a lot of it is Steve is what we've had to tell them. There's a difference between an RIA and an advisor. An RIA is an entity. An advisor is the person who advises. And just because, as you said, the advisor is excited about it and wants to put client assets in it doesn't mean the RIA is going to allow it. RIAs yeah. have, you know, RIAs are registered. RIAs have compliance officers usually. And they know that they're the ones that are going to be subject to SEC or state audits, and they're going to have to approve and make sure that whatever platforms and whatever assets they're putting their clients in, whatever investments they're putting in clients in, whatever advice they're giving, is that, that the compliance officer, that the RIA is okay with the risk. They're going to accept mm -hmm. it. That they've And they've gone through certain compliance protocols. They've gone through certain regulatory protocols like uh, amending their ADV, silly things like that that just has to be done, that I believe some of these platforms and some of these custodians are starting to learn. They're, they're learning that there's more to it than just telling my clients to buy ETH. Like there, there's a lot more to being an advisor than just say, yeah, I think ETH is going to go up, go buy it. Yeah. And I, and I think on that note, we'd, we'd like to put out a call, which we did so much when, when we started the DAO and, um, and really haven't done recently, that we'd love members of the DAO to, to help us advise these fintechs and these protocols and even these tradfi who want to get into crypto about about what we need you know we've experimented with a couple different uh, methods in the past like the respond to earn and i think there's some really neat web3 crypto tokenomic type things we can do um but we can even get there down the road you know for now as people have have ideas or things they want to get involved in or if anybody wants to head it up um, I know, I know I certainly put out a call to contact us, uh, reach out to Adam and I directly or, or through the Dow, put it out there. Um, I would still love to formalize, at least semi-formalize, um, you know, groups, planners within the Dow who are actually meeting with clients, helping these providers shape these projects. Uh, I agree, Steve. And, and as you said, early on, it was more of like, okay, how do we give some sort of incentive for advisors to come help us do that? And I think now the incentive is we, we, we have kind of developed these relationships and it's better for a group of us to go towards some of these custodians and some of these platform providers and 
and talk about it as a group. Say, we're already trying to do this. Here's what you can do to, to make the process easier. Here's what you can do to make your software, your application better for us. And let's go do it as a group because we've developed these relationships. So the incentive should be we can we can go ahead and get them to make those changes by doing it as a group, by saying, once you make these few changes or once you build your product this way, you're going to get more business than you know what to do with mm-hmm. rather than than trying to either go to individual advisors and trying to amend to, to what they want or individual RIAs and trying to amend to what they want or um you know, or just trying to talk to one of us, myself or you, why don't we get a group of advisors is doing it and say, Let, let's, let's go to these custodians together and yep. let's try to, you know, change how they're, um, change how they're building their platforms. Yep. So anybody out there, uh, you know, any of our listeners, um, you know, who are interested in this, please contact us and you don't need to have these connections and you don't need to know uh, the fintech providers that those stuff come in through the DAO that that comes in through uh, basically you know Adam's network Adam's traveling through space just attracting these things to him and 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 so we always have projects to talk about and and things to do so if even if you don't have uh, connections on that side if you're just an active practicing financial planner um, you know we we need your help with this stuff that's that's still ultimately what we want the DAO to be yeah exactly we we've. Um, again, we've been working hard and, and just talking about crypto for a while and, and being in those networks. And this is the point where those those of you that want to get involved in crypto, that want to add it to your practice and do so in a compliant way, do so that fits with your workflows. This is the chance to, to help them build, because once it, it's built out, it gets a lot harder to change it. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, I think we'll end it there, Adam. We've got some uh, great topics coming up for the next few weeks. So everybody, please, please stay tuned. we got some exciting things we're going to be talking about. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Adam, thanks for the recap from from Consensus. And again, uh, you know, we, we throw out there to reach out to us if you're interested in helping with any of this. Yeah, thanks so much. Good, good to talk again, Steve, and good to give the recap of Consensus, which was uh, a great conference. I, I want to congratulate the uh, our friends over at CoinDesk again for putting on a, a great week in Austin. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>